Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? All you right, ready? Tim, how's it going? Hey, Chad, going pretty good. What are you up to on this Friday night besides the doing the hog call podcast? You see it, man. You see it. I'm just doing the hog call. And you know what? For the first time ever, everybody else sees the hog call podcast. It's just not you and me looking. It's it's everybody. Yeah, now you can see what we're up to and you're like, what in the hell are these guys doing? Now you can see. Live video stream looks really good, so I'm excited for this new edition of the Hog Call. Same edition, but new edition. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun when we add well another element into the Hog Call. So that's that's always fun. That's always exciting. It uh, yeah, I'm just super happy that we're able to get together and talk about everything, and you know, just kind of do do our thing right here on air. Yeah, I am too. I know, um, especially with less than a week away from, well, a week away, sorry, a little bit more than a week away from Razorback football kicking off against the Rice Owls. We're really excited. I know this is our third of the season. Last week we talked about defense and special teams. Tonight we're going to be doing the offense. And no telling where that will go, but we are, I mean, next week's going to be game preview versus Rice. We're here. This is exciting. You know, there's some, uh, couple college football games tomorrow it's better than no college football games i think there's going to be more obviously even some pretty good ones thursday friday night next week and of course a big day saturday so it's we're we're in a great time i think everybody needs this in this pandemic heck yeah man we're here it's time we're getting it done and uh you know i'm just i'm just super excited about how everything's going and about how everything is you know just kind of coming together and wrapping up i think it's i think it's going to be amazing so yeah i'm excited yeah it's i'm i'm happy i don't know (laughs) it's hard to explain it's that didn't really you know i kind of petered out there but it's hard to explain how happy i am for having the video stream just in time for the start of the football season and then football season starting oh yeah no, I, I totally agree with you. I, it, it is, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you you wait all year long just to get that second to be able to get out there and, and have fun and watch some football and, and drink a few beers and just have that communal experience with the rest of the Razorback Nation. And it's finally here. Uh, we're finally able to do it. And it's and it's just, it's very exciting. And, you know, with the whole COVID situation and stuff, it's, like you said, it feels like it's even more needed maybe than it was before. And not that we're obviously, obviously, we're not in the clear path of, of, of the pandemic being over. But last year, there was, we didn't even know if football was going to be played. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure with the high, you know, almost pretty much 100% vaccination rate among the players and staff at Arkansas in a lot of SEC schools. I feel like we're going to have the season, and that worry, that part of the worry is not here this year. Last year, we didn't know what the heck was going on. We had a new coach, all SEC schedule, mm-hmm. and at least this year, you're just like, okay, we're, I mean, we get to start off with rice. You know what I mean? 
We're not starting off with the number four team in the nation, Georgia. Exactly. No, I know exactly what you mean. And I'm, you know, I've also been excited about listening to the coaches and and listening to what they had to say about all the preseason uh, things that that we've heard about these practices and stuff. You know, I think the the biggest part was like the injury list for that spring game. There were several players that were, you know, key players that were injured for that spring game. And, you know, I don't know. You just want to see them get healthy and be able to play. And you just hope that they got enough time with the two weeks to get there, you know. Yeah, I hope, I hope everybody, I know there's a couple that they've held out out of caution. I know Pittman has said that everybody should be a should be a go. So um, I know I know they've held Burks out for a while just out of, but he's supposed to be back for Rice. Uh, and you really need him for obviously that game and the rest of the season. I know there's been us, some other guys wearing green shirts, kind of getting held out of held out of contact. But it sounded like they're all going to be ready to go by Monday, and especially by by Rice. But you want to see everybody healthy. I think we've really, really, really been pretty fortunate thus far in the injury uh, avoiding the injury bug this this um, uh, this fall season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, and, and you know, like I said, you know, the injuries, they're supposed to be injuries that are going to, you know, be like tweaked ankles and things like that. Nothing major, you know, nothing major, yeah. but at the same time, it is a little bit worrisome that we do have tweaked an- ankles. We do have starters out there that have, yeah. you know, several injuries for that spring game, and that's just two weeks out from the, you know, from the regular uh, games. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. No, it's. I mean, it's football injuries going to happen. It's a mm-hmm. um, especially you when you're you don't want them to all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want them to, you know, go shorts and shorts and helmets. You know, obviously all twenty or something fall camp practices. Yeah, but uh, you know, like you're saying, there's tweaks. There's been, I think, Traylon Smith had a turf toe mm-hmm. um, happening. Uh, Traylon Burks, I can't remember what he's been. But things that should be, there's no, there's been no ACLs, in, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. big time. But hopefully, hopefully, but you don't want those those smaller, those tweaks and things to linger on throughout the season. Exactly. You don't want them to still hear me by Texas, especially you know then A and M, etc., and just linger on and just never, never recover. You want a full, full healthy roster. I mean, with our still with Sam Pitt and Bill. Sam Pittman building this roster in the program, you want every every kind of you don't want any disadvantage. So let me put any more disadvantages. We've he's kind of been left with other um, head coaches, but hopefully everybody gets gets healed up. Yeah, you definitely don't you definitely don't want you know silly things like injuries and stuff like that being the thing that you know is costing you games and so on and so forth. And of course, you're going in to play Rice, so it's not like you know you got to worry about that you know too much. I mean, we're talking about a team that like hasn't beat Texas in ten years or something like that. Or they're like it's crazy. Uh, they're not you know they're not that great of a team, so we should be able to go in there and, and roll over them. Um, which would allow us to rest some guys, you know, that maybe does have a, you know, tweaked ankle or turf toe or something like that, you know. And, you know, I don't know. You know, he ha- he held some guys back just because, you know, they were a little bit banged up. And then he held a few guys back that were, you know, majorly banged up. So, you know, a lot of those players that didn't get in – were players that just had just had minor little things, and if it was a game time situation, they would have played. But being it was a yeah. spring game, they didn't. But there were a few out there, like Smith and and uh, Burks, like you were talking about, that wouldn't have played in a game because their injuries were, you know, that bad. And and so you know, I don't know. That's a little bit worrisome. Yeah, especially especially for. Rice, they probably wouldn't have pushed them out through Texas and the, or a conference game. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 probably would have pushed them a little bit to play. But against Rice, yeah, I mean, I'm 
I don't I don't want them playing rice. I feel like that's a team we can handle. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've got enough talent and coaching to to still handle rice pretty good, but Yeah, absolutely. That that shouldn't be a team that should be a team that we beat even if we do have a few guys out, right? Um, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it rolls. I think, like you said, everybody's going to come out. Everybody's going to be healthy. They're going to get healed up. It's going to be it's going to be good to go. Maybe we have one or two guys out, you know, but nothing major. Yeah, there's there's teams across college football dealing with big time big time losses already for the season or mm-hmm. multiple weeks. So that's I'll take it. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Look, hey, if you haven't signed up for the Hog Call Fantasy League, you need to go ahead and do that. I think we're going to be drafting soon, and the league is going to be kicking off. So if you haven't had a chance to sign up for that, I would I would suggest go ahead and getting that taken care of. Yeah, there's still a couple spots left. Um, we're really wanting I and the goal to draft tomorrow night. Uh, the Saturday night of week zero, but we'd we'd like to get more people in, so I can delay that till um, later on next week if we have to. But I'd love for everybody to sign up and get it in and be able to draft tomorrow. That would be that would be cool. So if you want to sign up, sign up. Draft is uh, right around the corner. Yeah, I mean we've got to get it. We've got to get it in before the season. Mm-hmm. Really, the most a lot of. There's a good amount of games that there's going to be big time fantasy players playing on Thursday and Friday, so I can't wait till I don't want to wait. I would say I was thinking earlier, I was like that'd be cool to you know do a live draft while previewing Rice, but then it's like, well, I, I mean, if it's especially when we do more Thursday nights, we couldn't <laughs> do that because there'd be some games already happening. So let's get it in. Yeah, I agree. So go ahead and sign up, get it done. That way we can get draft done, and then uh, we will get back with you on the uh, next podcast, how that draft went. Um, You know, other than that, moving forward, I think we just need to really kind of look at the offense and kind of break things down and talk about, you know, what what we've heard, you know, during uh, the uh, preseason practices and and kind of what, what our guesstimates are. Of course, nobody's really been able to see t- too much even even press is only getting about 20 minutes at the beginning of of practice it's all scripted and put on for them and stuff so you know you don't really know you know what you got and you just kind of have to go with what the coaches are saying and i truly believe that that is where you get the most the most information is uh, from the coaches press conferences and stuff because well, I mean, they, they're not—they're not really holding back, you know. They're—they're they're trying to hype up the program too and get things where it needs to be. But at the same time, you know, a lot of times they're honest, you know. And and like, whenever, um, whenever Pittman was interviewed, one of his interviews this past week, he said, uh, you know, that he was hoping that uh, J.K. would look a little bit better and, uh, you know, get a little bit more accurate and stuff. And so. You know, you got that coming out, and then there's some there's some people that have have made uh, guesstimates that they think Hornsby will overtake J.K. Uh, after the year starts. I don't I don't see how that's the case. I don't I'm not gonna I, I don't think I could subscribe to that. I think J.K.'s the guy. I think he's gonna he's gonna be the guy, and I think I think Hornsby's gonna be you know take more of a role like he took last year and i think it's going to be easier for him to mentor hornsby having been in that situation you know and be able to uh reach across to him and and uh, teach him you know exactly how to run the, the offense and i don't think that's a bad thing at all because then next year it just keeps that position rolling yeah i mean uh, malik they even threw some sets out there from last year it was obvious that they were running, um, running that when he was coming in on the goal line. So he wasn't ready. But there's been some. I mean, I just don't. I, there's no way that he's going to be starting um, against Rice. I don't see him starting all year. I think it's KJ's, it's KJ's team. It's been pretty clear from the coaches, from the players, from KJ himself, mm-hmm. from any part of the program that KJ Jefferson's the starter, and for good reasons. He's proved it. He's um, he played his true freshman. I mean, he started. Against number one LSU at Baton Rouge, he started. He uh, got the key to the team against Missouri, and um, 
he performed very well and mm-hmm. everything else he's been he's he's improved um you know uh Kendall Browse is as I mean they're they're honest like you were saying his accuracy's got to improve mm-hmm. um they're honest about it but that's it I mean yeah he's not a Heisman Trophy guy he's a redshirt software he's got a lot to lot to learn but they've also said they've really been impressed um with his with his ability to run um I mean he's what the six what is he um like six three six four 245. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a big old boy. Hornsby's a lot thinner. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's good. And they say kind of what his thing is, rolling out of the pocket and delivering that way. And I like having a good backup quarterback. I, mean, I would I would hate for KJ to go down, but if he did, I think Hornsby could fare well. But I think, it's, I think just KJ's better right now. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what we're going to see. I think he's the guy. I don't see Hornsby uh, beating him out. I think that's a you know, I don't know. That that's a that's a, uh, a stretch, in my opinion. I do think that you know Warren Thompson could, you know, become the go-to receiver. I do think that that's a possibility. Ooh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Pittman Pittman says he wants to play. He wants eight or nine guys in these, especially the SEC games playing a lot you know Traylon Burks is going to be the number one guy Mm -hmm. there's no question about that but after that somebody else has to step up whether it's Davion Warren coming back he he had a few touchdowns before he got injured last year Mm -hmm. so he came back for a fifth or sixth year Trey Knox kind of had a sophomore slump last year but he's he's talented he knows he can do it Uh, then you talk about Warren Thompson a big kid that transferred from Florida State we've talked to him in previous podcasts really he's got the capabilities to, to become a starter and really contribute for uh, for Jefferson mm-hmm. and Jaquela Crawford in the slot position really fast. Called um, uh, another him and Thompson, both four-star wide receivers coming out of high school. So they've got the talent. And also John David White's played pretty good. Uh, and a couple of uh, Kendall Catalan, Jalen Catalan's brother. Yep. He's a senior transferred. He's supposed to be pretty good. And then a couple of freshmen, Keetron Jackson, Junior and Bryce Stevens at Pittman's talked about mm-hmm. uh, that's really impressed him so far. So it's kind of we got we got a range of seniors and juniors plus a couple freshmen for the future that's um, going to be thrown in there and contribute. I think I think the wide receiver rooms um, really I think I think it's got a lot of potential to help KJ out. Oh yeah, this year I think we have a lot of depth at wide receiver, and I think we have a lot of wide receivers that can. Uh, get out there and do a really good job. We're just gonna have to see who steps up and 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 uh, takes those takes those roles and uh, runs with it. And you know, some guys will. You know, there's there's gonna be some guys that are just gonna step up and and do well. You know, it happens most years. Uh, I used to say every year, but <laughs> but here's the thing, and, though. Um, I think I think you're gonna see us running the ball more than passing the ball. I think that's gonna be more of our identity. Uh, because you just started looking at, you know, Traylon Smith, you got TJ Hammonds, you got Oglesby, you know, Dominic Johnson, you got a two headed monster and then a two headed monster behind the two headed monster. I mean, we got a lot of depth and we got a offensive line that's coming back. That is, um, really good, you know, really good. They are, they are going to be your strongest offensive line we've had in a very long time. I think we're hurting the most is it tied in. You know, you got you got Absolutely. You got Henry Hudson and you know, he's good, you know, and he's he's done well and he you know, maybe he'll, you know, have a breakout year and that'd be awesome if he did, but I think he's got the biggest asterisk, the biggest question mark by his name. And then you really don't have, you know, anybody behind him, right? Oh, you got Blake Kearns and uh with the the then we have a QB move over. Uh, yeah, Landon Rogers moved over. Mm-hmm. Is he a freshman or, so, or, or well, red, either true freshman or extra freshman? He's in there. Um, so yeah, obviously Hudson Henry, Blake Curran. Like you're absolutely right about that being a position that's just lacking. Like when we were just talking about the receivers, how many we named off as tribute, mm-hmm. and they're moving guys around. They had Dominic Johnson moved over to tight end just to just to try to help out. Uh, and then Nathan Bax, I guess, is the third string. Don't know much about him. Coley and Jackson, he retired. 
from football, uh, battled injuries all throughout. And it's just really, um, but yeah, Landon Rogers quarterback moved over. So it's, it's a tough room. Um, so it's out and Pittman, I think said, you know, they're going to go a lot of sets with, without any tight end, mm-hmm. but I think Traylon, Traylon Smith's a running back that he's capable of with his, with his, uh, multi-talented kind of what he can do at that position um, where we can kind of either even if you're dumping it down or mm-hmm. uh, kind of a draw play to him I think kind of think oh wow you got you know four receivers out here or whatever where they're definitely going to pass this ball and then he's able to uh, utilize his speed and quickness to well I mean I mean when I look at our receiver career and I look at our running backs I mean I want to see you know play actions and you know, what they like to do is a lot of RPOs, so that's what we're going to see in place of play action. So you're going to see these RPOs and then and then throwing the ball. So really what you want is somebody blocking, right? Like you want a yeah. tight end that can, <laughs> that, yeah. can get, yeah. that can lock up a, you know, offensive lineman and, and hold him there for a few seconds before they release on the route. Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's why hopefully, hopefully Henry and – Kern and then backs can can do the job. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I was just what, what Pittman was saying. He was thinking doing the ten personnel, not have any of them out there. So I was just oh, that's not. They've been saying. They've been admitting. They've been admitting all all fall. That's a it's a struggle position. But you yeah. never know. Maybe that's enough. Maybe those guys. I mean, Hudson Henry was highly touted coming out of high school. I mean, he was the number one tight end coming out. Kern showed some really good ability last year. Stepped up big time last year so but it's all on them they're gonna get the chance yeah no i agree uh and then you look at this line dude i mean just our offensive line almost all seniors you know uh and and the juniors are still really good players right i mean they're still they're still amazing but you got wagner dalton you got you got ty clary you got uh myron cunningham all out there you know giving it their all, come back. And then you got, you know, Luke Jones and Ricky Stromberg. And they're just great. They're 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 a really well seasoned offensive line. And this is what we talked about last year and the year before is how young our offensive line was, right? And how they were having to compete against these offensive linemen that were, you know, seniors and so on and so forth. And we we, we really were hammering that out in the podcast last season so now you see us with a offensive line that is it, you know has the experience has had the time to you know get in the weight room get right and uh it's exciting to see i mean it's exciting i mean we have an exciting offense i don't i don't know who these people are that don't think that we're gonna have a great offense this year but our offense is gonna be really really good and our defense looks really, really good this year too. So, and we talked about that. And it, it, I mean, it just fires me up and excites me uh, because we have some real playmakers. I was reading, I went and read the Texas um, articles, and I was reading their predictions when they play us. And these other people, uh, the, these uh, writers, whatever the hell they call themselves. They're definitely not journalists because they're not doing any investigation. We're talking about, oh, you know, Arkansas doesn't have any, you know, talent coming over. And we should, you know, beat them easily because they don't have, you know, any like talented players or whatnot. I'm like, what the heck kind of statement is that from a, you know, media outlet? And I understand that, you know. I understand that we're playing these folks at, you know, that we're playing these folks and, and they, they want to beat us and they're homers and all that. I understand that. But for one, we already just beat tar out of them not too long ago. That's the first thing. And that was when we had a horrible <laughs> coach, right? And yeah. then for two, they are just being dismissive. Of us and our program and our players and, and who we got uh, because we have some excellent players. I don't know. Maybe maybe it just maybe it cut me deep. I don't know. But really, maybe mad when I read that because I was like, wow, we got some real playmakers on this team, you know. And to say we don't have anybody coming back that is, you know, 
elite level. That's that's just not that's just not right, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get the last couple of years we were kind of we were kind of it was it was, it was hard to find. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I mean, just that the running back room of the two headed monster of Traylon Smith and Rocket Sanders. Um, and then you've got these guys. I think it's going to, I mean, TJ Hammond's had his best year last year, finally. Um, so he's, he's going to be ready to make some big plays again. Oglesby and Dominic Johnson's had some really rave reviews from this fall camp, giving us some depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then KJ's he... going to be awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that, that Rocket, he wound up beating out Hammond's. He's second play. You know, he's, he's the, number two guy now i think that's going to be your breakout i think he's going to be your you know your other breakout player that's the that's the two to watch really it's thompson warren and and uh, rocket yeah i mean uh, sanders is going to get a big big time load from as a true freshman because Traylon smith's 5'9 190 you know he's not going to carry the ball 35 times a game you're going to have to somebody that big body you know sanders 6'3 230 mm-hmm. you know what i mean that can handle the load um, and also, also be out there uh, able to block it to keep KJ from getting sacked. And as fast, um, but as yeah, he going is back too. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen somebody yeah. that fast with that size since Darren McFadden. Really, I'm not saying he's going to be a Darren McFadden, but I'm saying we haven't seen anybody with at, with this build at the yeah, running back that, position yeah, sure. since Darren McFadden. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, going back to the line we were talking about. You've got guys like a couple of years ago. We're like, man, they're Stromberg's out there, true freshman. You know, he was a he. The only other offer he had was to, or he had some smaller offers, and they of course came here. Dalton Wagner, he's been playing since freshman. Ty Clary started as a walk on. Now he's a redshirt senior. Myron Cunningham came back for another year. He's on the All SEC honor and honorable mention All American teams. Luke Jones coming over, transferring over from Notre Dame. I mean, you got Bo Limmers had experience, Brady Latham, uh, Henderson, Clennon, uh, Crawford, Jalen St. John. It's got a lot of these guys that, even as sophomore or junior backing them up, has, has had meaningful minutes just through the last couple of years trying to find somebody that can play. But that first, that offensive line, and you know under Pittman it's going to be better. You know mm-hmm. it's going to get better. You know they're not going to get, they're not going to stay at that at that level that they have in the last couple of years. You know it's going to be the best offensive line in several years. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's going to be a really good offensive line. Then you got just a stable of running backs behind them. You know, tight end position is weak. You need them out there blocking. It's really what you need. And, uh, did you, you, you know, you got a lot of really good receivers that you're able to hit, you know, off of these play-action uh, games that they're going to be playing, where they're playing these RPOs, and they'll be they'll be run pass options, and so it's really going to be difficult to stop, you know, our defense. I think, or I mean, our offense. I think because of the RPOs and the talent that we have at running back and wide receiver and a quarterback that can th- run that's a threat also. So, yeah. like, not That's having a, the tight end is kind of made up for with having a quarterback that can, that can, you know, make it happen with his feet if he needs to. Yeah, you're so right about that. And they've said they weren't able to run, do the RPO with Felipe Franks last year. He was working off that, you know, his he was in a boot when he wasn't playing last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, he wasn't able to – he wasn't full strength on it. I mean, that just God bless him for coming here and, like, even more so what he did did last year as a – stopgap for quarterback but yeah you've got kj just perfect with his run ability able to able to take some hopefully it didn't take too many big hits but you know able to take some big contact i mean it's football able to run um and escape some pressure and um go in there and get that when we need a couple yards you know he's going to be able to get it he's not going to you know what i mean he's not going to be scared mm-hmm. to run he's not a run first quarterback he's going to go through his reads or you know what i mean first but if he needs to, he's going to be able to. He's going to be able to get out of there to get us some positive yardage, and it's just, just he's he's a great option for that RPO. I'm I'm ready to see what it looks like. What it's going to be exciting. What do you think, Kendall Bryles is going to? You know, what do you think he's going to bring? Do you think he's got? What do you think? 25, 30 percent of the playbook installed by now. <laughs> sure. 
We'll probably be vanilla again. Second year. You know what I mean? But I hope we can punt. Someone's going to take that out of context. Yeah. Halfway <laughs> decent punts. Of course, well, you know, we, we're talking about the tight ends. And I think the depth is the main issue because you know Dow Loggins is going to coach those guys up as much as he can. Oh, yeah. Get them to contribute. Dow, Dow I mean, he might there, turn the whole thing. He might. He it might be totally different tight ends when we see that first game. We might be eating our words at tight ends the weak position on the field. Like <laughs> I could, I could see that happening. I hope it does. I'd be happy, you know, if it happens. Yeah. It'd be nice if, he, if they're if they're bumping out there and catching little little two yard passes and you know getting ten yards on it, five yards on them, stuff like that. That'd be awesome. To see them. You know, being able to be the hot route and kind of get out of the way and stuff, but uh, you know, I don't. Know. You yeah, know, with the, with the RPM, yeah, you I don't mean, see it as much either, though. You don't really need those hot routes as much with that because you have the run pass option. You know. Yeah, and I, these guys. I mean, if they're uh, able to just get a good lick on, even if it turns into a pass, get a lick on the defensive end or linebacker, then get out. Hey, if he, KJ needs to dump it off to him. But, I think also with the receiver, I think there's going to be a heavy emphasis on running the ball. Because uh, I know uh, uh, Kenny Gotten, the new wide receivers coach this year, I know there's been a big uh, pre- or emphasis for him uh, kind of getting his receivers to be better blockers. I think mm-hmm. Justin Stepp's not been, not been the best the last couple of years with that. I think they just weren't physical the physicality of the receivers. And I think that's going to help Trey Knox as well. Some of these other guys – getting off the ball on these defensive backs. Just that, that heavy emphasis on being physical as wide receivers mm-hmm. and taking the run game seriously. Yeah, it's always good whenever you you know, you know attack the defense and you make them react to you as a receiver versus, you know, trying to react to them. And it uh, so, you know, I, I like it. I like to see physicality amongst my receivers. I like it when a receiver locks up, turns the guy out, you know, turns it. Turns him towards the sideline when you got a sweep running, you know, because it you know gets you five more yards. I Man, you, you might break that loose uh, if you're running a power sweep. You got a couple blockers out front, and your receivers are getting their blocks too. You're probably going to block the safety. I mean, you might get a touchdown off that. But you know, it's an you old never know with the running backs we have. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with the running backs we have. I mean, they're able to. You never know when that extended block is just going to. Just hold on to those guys just a little bit longer. It's gonna gonna make the difference between you know a three yard play and thirty yard play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have have uh, <clears throat> Dalton running out there, lead blocker. Let him pull. <laughs> you got to seal off the That's end though. The tight one. ends got to seal the end on that though. You know. Dalton Wagner, man, six nine three thirty. That's a, a big old boy coming. Look at our lines' <laughs> weight compared to like. Look at our lines' weight compared to like what we had last year. Like they have increased in size substantially. Like we have an actual SEC offensive line. Yeah, these guys are these guys are huge. Mm-hmm. Being in the program, they've able to kind of like some of the other ones. I mean. Like Luke Jones, six five three ten. We already talked about Wagner being six nine three thirty. Ty Clary, mm-hmm. six four, three hundred twenty pounds. Um, Cunningham's three, what six six three twenty five. Like good lord, what a yeah, beast, he's, man! He, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he looks apart too. He, he's one of the guys that like you could tell. Like okay, he's got he's got pro potential just just by looking at him. Mm-hmm. So, and Jones, man, I mean, he's, he's right behind him, 6'5", 3'10", you know. I mean, not not quite as tall, but God, Lee's got some, he's got some size. I swear under Morris, I don't know if, who, which of these guys, I swear we saw like a 290, 295 offensive line. Oh, like yeah, playing. all the time, <laughs> all the time. Like, I think somebody was 285. I think they did try like he said they dropped his weight. Just they dropped the, tried to drop their weight. <laughs> get him down. Get him down to be little little scrawny guys. That's the best <laughs> that's the best offensive line you can have in the SEC. <laughs> Gonna get up against Bama defense lines, LSU's defense lines. That's gonna work out. Did you see the dad that came out and he was talking about 
you know what what they had to say about uh, what what his son went through whenever he played with uh, Morris and stuff, and he was talking about the things I think they I did. did. He's talking about like he didn't eat lunch with them and stuff or nothing like that. They they didn't see him unless like it was practice or he was in front of the cameras. Other than that, he was just in yeah. his office, and I was just thinking I couldn't imagine that man. <laughs> Golly. What was he doing? I mean, we were awful. Like, what? I mean, the schemes weren't geo-equipped. What the hell was he doing? Flying back to Texas, I guess. I mean. Yeah, well, he did do that a lot. I guess, you know, that is something to think about. But, I, you know, I, I just think it's crazy they didn't see him. They didn't hang out with He didn't, like, hang out with them. He didn't, like, want to be part of the team. <laughs> It's so weird, dude. Why would he... I mean, why, why couldn't that have happened to another school? Like, why couldn't have... Why couldn't have LSU hired Chad Morris? You know what I mean? Or Missouri, Ole Miss, Who else is going to hire him? Why couldn't they have... Oh, A&M should have hired... Why couldn't they have hired Chad Morris when they both? We could have just been laughing at him. Look. Here's the deal. Julia Cromer Peoples hired him, and she's horrible. And she fired Frank Schultz over to Ohio, and that was a bad mistake too. We're fixing to see what that what happens with that this year. And I know this because that's where I got my master's. I'm an alum over there. And it's like, wow, why why would she leave Arkansas and then go to my other college that I keep up with? You know what I mean? Like, what what the what the hell's up with that? That's bad luck. She, she turned the worst college football hire into a into an AD job. I mean, and that's what she does. Just like, you know, Salt, you've made Ohio's football program. Most successful years. I mean, I mean, I don't, so we don't see how Nebraska got rid of you. We're never going to get rid of you, except when it's on your own terms and nope, pushed him out. Yeah, one of the best coaches in the MAC, like, just has has been amazing the entire time. Like leaves right before the start of the year. Like that's not that's not normal, you know. That's that, that the timing of that. And I know he made it, you know, amicable and all that stuff. But well, he's a professional. He's not going to come out and say, "Oh, this," you know, JCP. She just had it in for me. She's going to hire her own guy. She's probably going to bring in Chad Morris, give him another chance. Oh man, that'd be so horrible, man. I did tell you that I was joking with you. I was joking because I thought maybe she would. I thought she'd give him another chance. She made the decision to hire him one time for a big time job to Arkansas. Surely she'd be willing to. It's not over. It's not over yet. Like the offensive coordinator took over, long time coach, long time offensive coordinator. If he has a hiccup, has a bad year, I'm sure they're going to. Get rid of him pretty quick, and you're like bring somebody else in. What happens if Morris goes to some place and they do well, and everybody's like, "Oh, he won him that championship." It was him at Clemson the whole time. I'll never believe that. Clemson's best years have been since he left. I feel like these people have been like. I I feel like these people have been covering for him. I feel like they're like friends with him. They go to like Bible school and stuff together and hang out. You know, they're all real Jesusy folks, which is cool. You know, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, they kind of take care of their own. You know, I just don't see like how somebody could spend time with. Like I don't see. I mean, I guess Malzahn's not really a guy that I could see. Like, wow, I'd really like to hang out with a couple. You know what I mean? And I guess that people like that tend to flock together. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Well, I don't know. Are we missing anything? Do we need to... Is that it? Is this the whole podcast? <laughs> Is that it? I mean, we usually uh, run on and on and on. Well, I think we did three previews this for the football season, I think usually we kind of combine offense and defense, and I really liked what we did. Gave some extra. Um, if you, if you want to start the uh, picks, we can do that. I know it's week zero, not really a whole oh, lot yeah. of games, but if you 
If you want to start that, I'll keep up with it. You were you were the defending Ash, or defending hog call pick'em champion. Well, um, somebody had to win. So if you want to pick, <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about this one for a? And I'm gonna watch it. I want to be tuned in. Can't help it. It's an addiction to watch college football. First game, 12:20 p.m. Central, 1:20 p.m. Eastern Time. Nebraska at Illinois. Scott Frost, Bellama, already on the hot seat after went versus Brett Bellama, getting another shot. Man, Frost hadn't been doing well. He's been over there for quite some time at this other school. And he did a really good job at his last school. So I think he's just now getting things where it needs to be. And he's going to come in there and just embarrass Brett Bellamy on national TV. It's going to be a glorious for us to watch the coach that ruined us and took us down a losing path get beat. But there could be some resentment in that pick. So Yeah. I've I've got to go Nebraska. Can't can't do it, man. I just don't see. I mean, it's Illinois. First off, they've been terrible forever, forever. This team's been terrible, and there's been a lot of good coaches go there and fail. Also, it's like you know what Coach uh, Petrino used to call it. It's like the graveyard for coaches where they go to die. I, I really thought Lovey Smith, I thought that was going to work out. I thought oh, he's a pretty solid pro coach when he got to Illinois. I was like, man, that's going to be, I think he's going to do pretty good there. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. for some reason, I mean, a really good basketball program. You, you would think out of anywhere kind of in that area, it's like, yeah, they'll be able to get any kind of recruit in the Chicago area, around there, um, St. Louis, place like that, up, and really they just never. I think they made it to not a role. They made it to like one good year. I don't know in the last twenty that I can even remember when they had like Juice Williams. That was it. Though. They've been bad. So I'm gonna go with you to Nebraska. I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois for some reason it's just a. I don't know. I don't see them. You know winning, he's not <laughs> win that game. Nebraska just hadn't been good. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Illinois led the game all the way up to the third quarter and lost. Oh, yes. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. We've seen that time and time again. They're going to get up. Wow. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to talk about that next week. First I, touchdown. I can't promise you First that, touchdown of the game, Illinois. <laughs> So they're gonna be leading after three quarters. Like, wow, Brett Bealen, look at him. He's 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 straightened himself up. It's not drinking. Look at him now. Gonna lead Illinois to the promised land. <laughs> it's just blowing <laughs> <laughs> like he did. Oof. Rutgers, Bama, on right. and on and on. That's just the first two couple of years. Just on and on. Twenty miss that first. 20, I mean, it's twenty first point years. lead. Just vanished. <laughs> right in front of those fans. First game of the year. Embarrassing. Golly. It's going to be nasty. Tells his, tells his, uh, some of his staff, hey, I need you to run down the store. It's been a while. Uh, you know, exactly. That's terrible. Why would I, why would I say something like that, man? Get what you got coming to you. Man. Yeah, exactly. What's who's next? There's a more than one game, right? Is that yeah, it? I'm sorry. <laughs> UConn at Fresno <laughs> pretty much. UConn at Fresno State. Man, I just like the bulldog on their mascot, so I'm gonna go with Fresno, but I don't know much about either of those teams, so it's a total guess, honestly. Yeah, Fresno's definitely had a better program, but shoot, they're twenty seven and a half point favorite, so probably a safe bet to bet Fresno State. Mm-hmm. I do got a cool bulldog. Oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's mean. Um, Hawaii at UCLA, that's a pretty game. Oh, the Rainbow Warriors taking on the Bears. Yeah. Um Chip Kelly and the Bears. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with UCLA. I think they'll probably they'll probably beat the Hawaii, but is it at is it at Hawaii? 
No, it's at it's in. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going with. Are you yeah, I'm definitely going UCLA. Yeah, me too. Um, this one I have uh, UTEP at New Mexico State. Um, man, UTEP, Mexico. I like them a lot. They got a good program. I feel like they got a good program more than they don't. So I'm gonna go with UTEP. That's a good bet. I think I'll go UTEP too. Um, Southern Utah at San Jose State, the home of Nick Starkle, playing his eighth college football season. Wow, Starkle playing? Yeah. Still playing. He did really well. He did really well. year. He did really well. Yeah, he was really year. good last year. Like, really good. <laughs> so I might have to go with San Jose on that one. I, I think they're going to, yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, what is the, there is a kickoff classic. Hold on, let me find this. Um, I'm going to pick this one too. Uh, tomorrow. Damn, give it. Oh, computer's running slow. One of these Intel processors, you know. Yeah, that's how they, you know. Let's do uh, a... <laughs> Gotta get the M1. Uh, M1! Right. The, uh, the, uh, that's a big, because it's, I know it's on ESPN. It's big, it's Alcorn State at North Carolina Central. Alcorn State at North Carolina Central. Uh, okay, I'm going with Alcorn State. Okay. That's a... I have to go Alcorn too. I didn't pick anything different for me, but you had some good picks. Well, you want to you know be a winner what? too, man. You don't want to just go out on a limb on these things. Well, these are all like too. Just looking at the, I don't know, man. Some of these spreads on these games, are like wow, they know something. All of them are like twenty point. Yeah, some big favorites this first week, but I'm excited to get us started. I'm excited to move forward next week and really have some big games to talk about but glad we started it this week yeah me too i think zero i think it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be a fun year i'm really excited for it and uh you know i'm glad you know all the fans are are gonna be coming along with us you know the cool thing you know is we had some hiccups and things like that that we had to you know get around we got around everything we came back we came back bigger and stronger than we were before so it is what it is, you know. Anybody can just do an interview. Like, anybody can do that. Just, just interview just get somebody on there and still hear the same here. old mm-hmm. trope that <laughs> that you've been hearing. We're <laughs> 100% Razorback content brought to you by us. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. I like it, man. I like what we're doing. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about this live stream. Yeah. For those that aren't on the video, yeah. I, like I hope you. I hope somebody. I hope y'all watch. I think it looks good. I, th- I want. I'd like to. Um, if anybody out there, send us some pictures. I'd like to see what y'all's Razorback rooms look like too. Oh yeah, you know that would be cool if we get some uh, pictures and see what your Razorback rooms look like. Put it up on uh, Twitter, stuff like that. And uh, what are you doing on game day? Like we should do a segment like that. Like you call in, and, like let us know what you're doing or something. I don't, I don't know, man. That's, that's nerdy. Is yeah, that too nerdy? Cool. Is that too Razorback nerdy? No, I'd like to hear that. Uh, please send us a voice message. We'll definitely play it and respond and like it. Uh, email us, Facebook us, Twitter us. We'd like to hear some reactions and we'll talk about it on air. I bet you if you send us a. Uh, video i could put it up right there below our that'd be kind of cool that'd be awesome yeah a little two three minute video that'd just play awesome. it <laughs> be really cool yeah so anyway man i don't know that i have anything else to say i think next week is going to be a huge week we're going to we're going to get in the game week it's going to get back to the you know hog call podcast that you're used to, and uh, 
you know, from that point forward, I mean, it, it's rocking and rolling because basketball rolls right in, hockey rolls right in. You know, all the things that we cover that everybody else doesn't, you know, it rolls right in. Mainly hockey. Yeah, when. Because hardly anybody covers hockey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're going to be the show. I know they've picked up some steam. Well, when is they're in the championship? That day, you know, or whatever, those couple of days. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're hockey fans now. Ha, ha, ha. We've been talking about it for as all the, you know, all years we've been on this yep. game. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, I really want to go do some, um, some you know, some live stuff, maybe even a report live from the hockey game sometime oh. this season. I really want to go to a game, uh, have some, at least some hot call presents, show them there. Maybe play a little clip. I know we did that for the game a couple of years ago, but I really want to maybe just make a quick, you know, uh, voice recording at the game um, during hockey. I think I think it'd be pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Just something something else to play on here. Really get into the season. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. We could, we should, we should like, we you know how they stream the hockey game. We should like stream the hockey game on Discord or something one time and watch it. Like do a watch party. Wouldn't that be cool? A little hockey watch party. So that would be cool. <laughs> anyway, just just shooting from the hip, man. So if you guys have Somebody, any ideas, yeah, but... email them. Let us know. We'll we'll implement it too, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like. Uh, I lost, was losing my train of thought. I went on a little tangent there, but um, definitely, like you're talking about, next week starts. We got a game week. Then after that, I mean, we've got we'll, we'll be prep or previewing a game. We'll be reviewing a game, and we'll be talking about hockey here in September. And then, like you said, another month in basketball starts when all three of those sports are on here we won't be saying what else do we need to talk to us like wow man that's that was two hours later <laughs> yeah i uh, know <laughs> that's right? gonna be some good i'm ready for that though those are gonna be some fun we need some razorback sports um that's gonna be a great time oh yeah absolutely and you know i just i just want to say i appreciate everybody that's out there that's listening that that's been following along with us you know for for quite some time and even when we you know, had to rebuild our RSS feed and, and all that and, and regain subscribers. Like we were, we were, we were back up and running and, and, and so many of you guys just, just found us, you know, immediately. It, it was amazing. So anyway, I just appreciate everybody's, everybody's willingness to listen to us, take our opinion into account and, and just enjoy, you know, Razorback football with us and, and enjoy Razorback sports with us. Yeah, this is an exciting time. I think all the sports are are doing pretty good. So join in on the journey. Absolutely. Well, call the hogs with us. I like, I like it. Well, I guess that's uh, that's about all we got, man. Honestly, I don't think we can drag this out much much longer. Yeah, that's all right. I'm sure somebody's checked out by now. So, until next time, go Hawks. Woo Pig Suey.